Welcome everyone to where we came from. I'm Dan and I'm here with Laura. Oh, we're starting? Hi. Yeah, Hello. This is, we already started. Oh, okay. Hi. What are you I'm waiting for? Clock- You're late. I'm clocked in. Uh, you're late though. You, we gotta, you gotta, we gotta have to have a discussion. We cannot be perfect, Dan. I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, how was your week? What's going on with that? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. I've been in bed a lot. Uh, that sucks. Were you sick? A little bit, but okay. also just lazy. That That's usually why I'm in bed most of the time. That really will do it. Yeah. So, so what's your week? What's going on? Nah, same old, same old, you know, just watching some movies and doing it, doing it big. Mm-hmm, so <laughs> big. big. So big. Yeah. Um... You want to get into the news already? What do you think? Too too early? Or should we talk more about ourselves? You do whatever you want to do. Bad bad segues. That's my shtick, I I told you. Uh, yep. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. the Swamp Thing trailer came out. Yeah, but it's it's pretty cool. Uh, it looks pretty scary to me. I'm excited for that TV show that's going to come out. Are you going to watch it? A TV show or a movie? It's a TV. It's a TV series. Yeah. When? Since when? What do you mean? I didn't know. Yeah. Nobody yeah. tells me anything anymore. I think we covered it before, though, and we said it was a movie, so... That, Most of the time you speak, us. I'm just like, ah. Uh. Like, ah, uh, like I made you I re- made you realize something, or you're just like, ah. Like, ah, uh. uh, he's still talking. Okay, okay, all right. Wait, you're roast mode tonight? What's going on? No, but you want to know something really fucked up? What? My dad was in Mexico this week. Okay. And he went to go see a pyramid. And guess who was in line with him to see this pyramid? Antonio Banderas. Keanu Reeves. Get the fuck out of town. And it was not me who was there. It was my father who was like, I don't even know who he was. Oh, wow. Your dad messed up. Until he started talking to his bodyguard. I'm real sad about that. That you didn't get to see Keanu Reeves? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's cool. I don't think you would have paid much attention to you, though. No, no, no. But I would have been like, hey, you're nice. And then that's it. Would you have just been like... Keanu. No, but I would have probably been like, "You're really annoying. Can you get out of my way?" Because <laughs> you know. that's how I do. I reflect. I deflect situations. Yeah. Anyways, back to your story about whatever it was. Uh, it's a TV show thing. It wasn't a story. It's the news. Jesus, there's more news oh, okay, too. Okay, sorry. The news. Which I'm actually really fucking excited about. Uh, the alien role playing game, which is made by, um, I think it's a. Uh, uh, free league, free free league, free league. Oh yeah, they're the ones that are that are producing this, and uh, it's coming out. Uh, if it's available for pre order now, uh, it looks pretty cool. I think it's like a skill based thing. I'm actually gonna order it because uh, they give you like a pre PDF of the rules, uh, and we'll, I guess we'll have a link to that. Uh, that's that's Laura's bag, I, I, but yeah, she'll put a link there. And uh, what um, fuck you. And what uh, console does it come out on? It's not a no, 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 no. It's not a video game. It's tabletop. 
Oh. It's tabletop. Oh. Like a D&D, you know, I, I do those things sometimes. Well, you're going to order, but you don't have any friends to play with is the problem. <laughs> right. That's that's the problem. I mean, it's hard to get it's hard to get adults to like set a date and play. It's hard enough for two people to freaking set a date to record a podcast. Yes, I don't have friends. Remember that party I had once that I was like just trying to like get everyone to play D&D and <laughs> nobody wanted to. It was just all your ex-girlfriend's friends at your birthday party. <laughs> you don't have friends uh, okay laura yep. geez man you really are more roso tonight <laughs> oh i thought that was just funny oh. knowledge <laughs> uh, no no that was mean i'm sorry you look you look so jovial though with your little uh, ponytail so i had like fucking four friends there all right i know they were your friends dan yeah it, well you weren't one of them so i know i was there Ugh. anyway <laughs> that's fine <laughs> yeah a little bit dude what the fuck <laughs> he's so uh, mad I don't. That that's good. That's good. I'm it's not funny editing any of this out because it's laugh, every, all, Everyone laugh at my expense, but uh, you know we all know who the, who the the real jerk is here. Yeah, the makers of this fucking RPG game. <laughs> They're probably gonna make like fifty of them. No, dude, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. It looks real cool, man. They have like a standard edition, a, a standard bundle, which comes with more stuff, and then like a 40th anniversary limited edition. Is it going to be like in Don't Wake Daddy where if you don't make it to a certain point and the, the alien like jumps out? Uh, no, I, I think it's no, it's more just like uh, RPG rule set. I'm sure there's some campaigns, uh, but I, you know who would know? Who? Vin Diesel. Maybe he's he's in horror movies and he also loves D&D, according to you. Yeah, it's true. I it's believe truth. you. You would know. Um, But yeah, check that out. Uh, We'll have a link to that. Uh, you know what was a cool scene in Alien? <laughs> no, no, tell me. Please the, tell me. The one where, where Ash, uh, like, gets his head chopped off, or, uh, the, the, and he's the robot guy, and then they animate his head with, like, electricity stuff and ask him questions. Wow. That was a cool mm-hmm. scene, don't you think? I think it's a great scene. I, I wonder why you would bring that up. Oh, because it's our topic today. We were talking about um, losing your head in horror movies, but specifically staying your head staying alive after you've lost it. So that's where we're at, ladies and gents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we're at with our heads firmly attached. Yeah. Oh, and uh, about heads, I'm going to start therapy soon. So that that's good. My head's going to be less bad. Yay, Dan. Therapy's great. Just don't try to date her. The therapist... Yes. I'm going to make sure it's a very unattractive man because that's, I got problems. There's a lot of porn hubs about this same situation. Uh, there's a porn hub about everything. I mean, I know there is. There's like a rule. Isn't there a rule of porn? If you can think about it, there's a porn of it. Oh, that's rule number 34 of, of the course internet. If you it would exists, know. then there is porn of it. And it is true. Name something. We'll look it up right now. Porn about this podcast does not exist and never will. Uh, debunked mm. debunked i don't know i don't know we're getting up there you okay know. relax really we're, we're getting fit well you know i mean let's look up at, like last podcast porn like they're a famous one why would anybody ever want to do that leave the leave those boys alone <laughs> i don't they're not attractive leave man. those boys alone yes they're very sweet <laughs> they're fine um let's read it back though, uh, to uh the year 1219 okay whoa that's a long time ago I don't even know what was happening back then. Well, now you're about to fucking find out because I know you didn't read this outline. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what part though? Where? Where in the world? Like Europe? 
because yep. all history is viewed through the scope of a very European. Yes. Okay, I'm I'm digressing. Let's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, twelve nineteen. Right, so... Roger Bacon. Don't get hungry, Dan. Was born. Oh no, I was thinking more like uh, any relation to Kevin mm. Bacon. Um, Bacon was an early medieval scientist wizard guy who allegedly had a necromantic brazen head. Those were a lot of words, I know, but that's what he had. I'm guessing like a bronze head thing. Yeah. Isn't a brazen like a like a some sort of cauldron thing or no? That's what I would Well, when I was on the Wikipedia's doing the the sleuthing, they spoke of it as a bronzed thing. Oh, okay. So it's like bronzed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that There's what also, you call it though, sleuthing? This is also twelve nineteen, so you know. I think you've got a bit of a delusion of grandeur with sleuthing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. I do this but do you do any of it? No, no. So we can't talk shit about it. Fair enough. Uh, The head was allegedly gifted with the power of divination. So it was able to speak mostly yes and no answers to questions. Oh, that's cool. And then Roger Bacon left this head in the care of his apprentice. Who, that's a whole other story. How do you even get a wizardy scientist apprenticeship in in 1219? There's no Craigslist. It's weird. But apparently it shattered and it was lost to time. So did you really exist? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. I he, mean, he would go around telling everyone about it. I mean, I would love to have one. So in early history, it was commonly thought that the life resided with the pneuma. Is that how you say it? Pneuma? Uh, yeah. What is that? Like the lungs, I would imagine? Or yeah, like, yeah. So like the breath or the heart. Uh, the, right. There was never a conception that consciousness resided in the head. Makes sense. It was early. Right. And like your heart pumps, right? So yeah. and then and then like, when you have the feels, that's where that's where you feel them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had one. No, you haven't. I could tell. So I'm about like I'm. I keep waiting for it to happen. <laughs> Maybe one day. What the feels? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice to feel anything. Sure. So, oh my god. In 1646, Descartes. Say that again. Descartes. Is that how you say it? Descartes. Kind of doubt it. All right, but keep on. I'm not even going to try. Descartes, it's going to be that. He linked the soul with the pineal gland, which is located in the forehead, which we all know from Stuart Gordon's perfect 1986 schlock, From Beyond. From Beyond is a perfect movie. Oh. Anybody can fight me. Um, after this discovery, another level of horror evolved, the consciousness of the severed head. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, so like... uh. So during like the French Revolution, people get like guillotined. Their people thought their head would stay alive. Yes, it, but that does. Is that do we know with our modern science today? Well, if it does happen, I will update you with that. The brain stays very... alive. I know from Reanimator. Okay, I'm getting way ahead of myself here. I gotta stop. Now. Way ahead, but actually, there was a news article that came out. I have a cousin who's a neuro neuropsychologist. So, and we really like serial killer stuff. So we're always talking to each other about all this weird shit. Awesome. Earlier this month, there was an article that came out about how. The scientists kept some pig brains alive in a lab for like 10 to 30 minutes. Like there was activity in the brain way longer than we had thought before. Ooh, brain in a vat. So, yeah. Like, but you know, it's also a controlled environment sure. with like lots of variables. So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's going to be a lot of like uh, ethical controversy with people who are, you know, quote unquote brain dead. Allegedly. Right. So what you're so, telling me in the future is that we might my consciousness is going to live on in a vat somewhere. 
I mean, and my brain you're a pig will be preserved. right now, yeah. Okay. Well, pigs are pretty yeah. close to humans, so. You know, bacon is bacon. Mm. Um, so, our history, of course, is muddled with stories and legends about severed heads. Examples like Vlad the Impaler, who would put the heads of his enemies on spikes. Henry VIII, my hero, who was well known for decapitating most of his wives. Not true. And of course... <laughs> Only two. Yeah, that's a lot. That's not most, though. He had well, like... Well, you know what, bitch? You could have written this. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I watched the tutors. I know how this went down. Okay. How... Was that Wait, a good was show? Some of them were... Yeah, it's a great show. Okay. It's his stuff. The costumes are great. And of course, the OG reality TV show, Town Square Beheadings. Oh, right. That was like a popular thing. Yeah, beheadings were just a form of entertainment. And I think that there's no Netflix, there's no Wi-Fi. And I'm, you know, just going to guess that people weren't really reading back then, unless it was the Bible. So it was like the water cooler of the time. People show up in droves to this kind of shit, right? Of course. Could the people read back then? I'm assuming most of the commoners were illiterate. Uh, <laughs> could could people read back then? I'm sure they could, yes. I mean, I'm sure they could, but were they taught? Uh, like, I'm sure you needed money yeah, to get exactly. there. It was probably like how what your station was. True, okay. So, these beheadings were, of course, a form of capital punishment. And the term originated from the Latin word caput, the men head. Um, and capital punishment originally meant losing your head. Oh, whoa. Etymology, there you go. Um, to their credit, beheadings were the most humane ways to kill someone back in the day. And I'd personally take that over fire or torture or hanging. Yeah, I would take that things. over being electric chaired. That's not cool. No, no, no. Even There's even problems with the injection. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I heard about that. Oh, we, you know, we used to like draw, draw and court, quarter people and like do all sorts of bad kind of shit so. so many things this is actually not that inhumane if you really no think about whatsoever it. so you have all these people gathering around watching people losing their head there's going to be talk and there's going to be stories about what they witnessed and this eventually led to a public and heated discussion of whether or not these severed heads retained sensation with all the severed heads around this naturally led to experiments to test the theory of consciousness after decapitation what would your experiment be like to to test uh, i would i would I would. Sh- <laughs> it involves my penis. <laughs> okay, goodbye. I'm done with you. <laughs> okay. And the way that you fucking giggle with delight, <laughs> like you're so proud of yourself. I am. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so, a famous example. You knew that involved- was going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I knew. I did know. A famous example involved Charlotte Corday, the young woman who stabbed political theorist Jean Paul Marat oh, to death. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I'm sure you you were probably there. <laughs> After Corday was guillotined, her head was displayed to the crowd, and the executioner proceeded to slap both of her cheeks. But which cheeks, you ask? Oh. <laughs> the ones on her face, I'm sure. <laughs> I hate us. Um, members of the crowd claimed that she blushed, and that her face assumed an almost embarrassed expression. Damn. I, I mean, I'd be so pissed if that were my head, because you can't fight back. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like now you're like, humiliating. You took away all her honor. It's terrible. So another example comes from Dr. Biru. 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 Why is there an X there? This is Biru. my question. Because he's yeah, French, okay. man. Those guys are dumb. That didn't mean Biru. that. Guys. I said, oh, it's Biru. Another example came from Dr. Biru, who in 1905 observed, observed the head of executed prisoner Henry Languil. Here's an excerpt from his journal. After the blade dropped and the eyelids twitched, 
The spasms tugging at the lips went calm, and when I called out to the head, Lequil! The eyelids lifted up, this time I swear, in a distinctly normal movement, slow as if awakening, or torn from thought. With pupils focusing themselves, the eyes looked sharp, not like a dying man's, not vague, and when the lids went shut, I called again, Lequil! And again, without a twitch, they lifted, and the eyes looked into mine. At last, the researchers of the day were unable to come to an agreement regarding the matter of whether the heads could feel after their death. Numerous heads showed a type of reaction to stimuli, but, but nothing that could be written off as a death spasm. Eventually, experiments like these were stopped, considered torture on the bodies of those already killed. Good. Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty messed up the way they were doing it. They didn't really take the scientific approach. I mean, what was science back then? They didn't even know what germs were. Good point. Uh, with the French Revolution came the idea of the severed human head as an item of intense observation and scientific experimentation, and its horrific possibilities became manifest. Its consciousness was suddenly in doubt, and the guillotine, along with the scientific forces at play here, forced an evaluation of the severed head, making it a potent image for exploration in fiction. This fixation with the consciousness of the head became the catalyst for the classic science fiction tale, Donovan's Brain. Based on a novel of the same name that was published in 1942, it was made into three different movies, The Lady and the Monster, The Brain, and Donovan's Brain. This was the first novel to feature the cliché of the brain in a tank, which we all know spread quickly through movies and TV shows. In The Simpsons, they have that. I mean, it's everywhere. The author of Donovan's Brain, Kurt Siodomak, I guess, was well known for his work in film. He wrote the screenplay for the horror classics I Walked with a Zombie, The Beast with Five Fingers, and The Wolfman. This cliche is vast and can be applied to many horror movies such as Frankenstein or The Lazarus Effect, but today we aren't covering the idea of bringing someone back to life. We're going to specifically cover those movies where a character continues to live after losing their heads. Alright, so Dan, the first movie to address this would be The Thing That Couldn't Die from 1958, directed by Will Cowan. A physically gifted young woman discovers a centuries-old crate buried in her aunt's ranch. Opening it, her family discovers a living head of Gideon Drew, a 16th-century devil worshipper who was beheaded by Sir Francis Drake. Okay, I watched this whole movie. Me too. Oh, that that lady was such a jerk, though. She like wished the death of her all of everyone she loved. I mean, but was it her, or was she being controlled by him? Well, no, no. It, like one of the scenes when she's trying to get them not to like, like try to find oh, yeah. the crate. She's like, "I want mm-hmm. you. I wish you all would die." And then like that's, a tree falls that's on. Wild. <laughs> that's, that's messed up. That's wild for 1958. Also, so in, in this movie, you don't see the actual decapitation. But it's the one that started the living head trend. Mm-hmm. And then the whole point of the movie is that this decapitated head that they dig up is trying to locate his body so that he can, you know, be whole. Correct. And he's able to possess people along the way and gets like a... Yeah, by mind control. Right. Which is weird because he just... What he does is he's, the head just like mouths words at people. It's super yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. creepy. Because this is the thing. This movie is... The first and only movie that I can think of where they actually had the forethought to be like, okay, he's not going to speak until his head is connected to his body. Spoiler alert. 
because you can't speak without lungs. Or, yeah, right. That makes sense. So it's like the only one to have ever thought that through. Good, good idea. Shit. I never even caught that. So, uh, you know, now it, now it makes sense. And there is like a plot. There's yeah. a story to it. Like everything is yeah. backed up. There's not really a plot. No, there really hole. isn't. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the characters' yeah. motivations are a little weird. Like the aunt is like super obsessed with money, even though like, like her friends Nin- are dying. 1958. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't think she She's cares like, about I'm going to get 5,000 um, whole dollars for this. You know what that is in 1958? Fuck if I know. I don't know. Let's do the conversion. It's a million point three dollars in today's money. I think you just made that up, but I would have got. I will believe you. But you heard the conviction in my voice. That's still not a lot of money. No, no, no. Of course not. But if it's just lying in your backyard, of course you're going to care. Yeah, that's true. In this movie, there wasn't really a special effect because the head was mummified. So he just looked dry and dusty. Right. So special effects weren't really that big of, you know, it's 50s too. So there's not really gore. They don't show anything. Right. Most of them were close-up shots and he was usually in a basket or in a pan or something i was surprised uh, they even had blood in that one scene where they mm-hmm. were where they were tracking the guy i was like wait whoa it looked yeah. really fake but but it wasn't even gory it was not just, at all um in longer shots when the head was being like carried it was usually it was a mannequin like a mannequin was head was used like when he was being carried it wasn't really him now obviously there's like no green screening going on right here there's like when somebody's carrying the head in the box, it's a mannequin head in there. Okay, okay. Not the I, actor. They did a pretty good job of like uh, not, not I guess shooting it right straight up, so you can't tell. Uh, I did, I did notice, however, some of the times where like he was like stare the the big dude was holding him and he was staring into the window. It, it, you could tell it was like blacked out on the bottom, but still looked good for fifties. Yeah, it's a fifties. Um, the worst part about this movie was that they used all of the music from Creature of the Black Lagoon. Spiders. And now they usually recycle. They recycled it. They didn't even copy it. They recycled that music. See, that's grounds for suit. And then the opening credits for, was from this island Earth. Okay. So, eh. You know, back then they, they did movies like in two weeks. They were like just rolling them out. So, it's what they had on hand. That's, I mean, it was, if it was, was it the same studio even or? No, I'm, probably. I mean, it must have been. Right. I don't, I don't see how it could have been. Okay. There would have been a scandal. Or maybe, you know, maybe they just bought it. Like, Ain't nobody going to buy that like that. They, that makes sense. But it's Creature of the Black Lagoon. Like, it's probably so you expensive. Know? Hey, can I just buy your, you know, your tracks that you're using? Like, for this movie that nobody even knows about? Right, right. $5,000? I have that in my backyard. Wait a minute. It's probably like $200. So that movie, you know, it was cool. Like, the breath <laughs> thing was dope. It just made sense. I was into it. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good movie. Actually, like it was one of the older movies that I watched that I enjoyed. It was weird. I was talking about Satan and all the weird stuff. It's like this is weird for the fifties, but you know, it was ahead of its time. Yeah, and then the girl had powers. Telekinesis. Yep. Okay, so then our next movie is Wolfen, nineteen eighty one. Dan's favorite by Michael Wadley. Yeah, uh, Wolfen is a nineteen eighty one horror mystery film based on the novel by Whitley Stryber. The plot follows NYPD detective Dewey Wilson, who is assigned to solve a bizarre series of violent murders in which it appears the victims were killed by animals. In his investigation, Wilson learns of an Indian legend about wolf spirits and that there may be a predatory shapeshifters living in the vicinity. Uh, so Wolfen, best werewolf movie of 1981. Changed my I mean, mind. You're right. Uh, there were three significant movies 
horror movies that are werewolf in 1981, which were yeah. American Wolf in London, uh, the Ho- the Howling, I think. I think that was Dante. Yeah, the Howling. And then this one. So yeah, best one. Right. You you think it's the best one? Yeah, I thought you would have said uh, American Werewolf, honestly. Oh no, I was just trying to support you for once, but I know you're wrong. Ah, uh, thanks. Uh, we all know it's. It, I hate We you. all know it's American Wolf in London. All right. Uh, but cool movie that if you ever want to see Edward James almost running around naked acting like a wolf, you got to watch this movie. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. It happens in it. But let's talk about the scene, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Near the end, one character's throat is torn up by a wolf, resulting in his head ending up separate from his body. And it's obvious uh, from the attempted mouthing of words and how he's blinking that he's trying to get somebody's attention that it's still functional, that it's still uh, cognitive. Until, you know, somebody sees that, his, you know, co-police, how do you call it, co-police partner, right? Yes. Is that what a co-police is, is a partner? All right, so he shoots him <laughs> to put him out of his misery. But he was alive. So that's the scene from this movie. It wasn't his partner, it was the guy, I think it was the main guy. But yeah, you're, that's what you said. Colleague, I don't know. Right, 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 right. Uh... Yeah, it was it was pretty fucking funny though. <laughs> I don't see how a wolf, uh, like a, even if it was a super strong wolf in bite, that it could just rip off that dude's head. But I mean, have you seen fucking wolves? They're flying. huge. Yeah, they're, they're fast. Yeah. they're strong. Yeah, especially if it's one that's you know been killing people. I think it knows what it's doing. True, true. It, especially ones that's been killing people because of some sort of real estate thing that they were gonna do. <laughs> You know, that wasn't in the original screenplay. It was Like, it? in the original book. Okay. Okay, the guy who wrote the book, um, Stryber, he's crazy. Like, if you hear his story, he's crazy. He actually claimed to be abducted at one point. And he, he said he was pulled by aliens. Oh. And he has a whole book. Uh, he made, like, a whole movie about it. Right. And a book. Yeah. I think the movie was called, like, uh, commu- Communion, I think it was. Late 80s. So he did that. So that's the writer. But the original book didn't have anything about gentrification or any of that. Right. The director made it like that. He changed it. When they rewrote it for for the screen, they changed that. So that's like a wild choice. Um, and this movie was super slow. Like super slow. Yes. And that's not a slow burn. It was just super slow. But that it was because it was more... Um... It was more of a like a whodunit mystery. It was more mystery than this I feel horror, was, honestly. But the director's cut was four and a half hours long. Holy shit! Like the one I, the version I saw the was two hours. Yeah, yeah, they cut it significantly, but it's just wild. But also, the director, all of his other movies were about Woodstock, so he was a high or B, just you know, into the slow life. Man, he just he just missed the good old days. I think it was probably what it was. How are you gonna do movies about Woodstock and jump into this? I, I don't know. It looks. It seems like the like a like the like the progression path. I think so. Um, most filmmakers film, take special effects wise. This film was delayed because most of the special effects at first were unusable, and they had to rehire a company to remake them. And that kind of sucks. Ooh. Yeah. Wolves are probably the easiest thing to special effect. Maybe not the transition scene, but you know, yeah. the wolf. 
Uh, it sounds pretty tough, though. I mean, like, because it, it looks like the wolf is really attacking the dude in this scene anyway, so. They had weird, they had real wolves, right. like, on set. Yeah, 100%. Right. It, it looked pretty good. They even had people there, like, with snipers ready to shoot. Then they were instructed that if a wolf got a line, they were shoot to kill. Oh, and that's really terrible. That is terrible because the wolf. So fuck not whoever decided on that. I mean, no animals were hurt in the making of this. Film. Allegedly, you don't know where they're hiding from you. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't know if that's true either because I don't remember reading that. Anymore. Oh, so you're just making it up? I just made covering it up. up for what's that <laughs> yeah. guy? I just like wolf, and I like the movie. So. Well, this movie was the first movie to use thermographic visual photo- photography, so. Well, you know how most of it was shot POV, so like you are the yeah. wolf and you would see all the thermal stuff, like in mm-hmm. Predator or whatever. Right. This was the first one to use to do that. And did they decide to do that before, or it's like what they had shot was so shitty that they were no, like, no, no, no. They decided this before. This. Okay, okay. It looked really good though. That that was that's I really appreciated that about the movie. Yeah, and a lot of it was shot like in low angles, and it was sped up. Like visually, it was pretty dope. It was just very slow, and I hated it. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they did have a lot of, like, useless scenes. I remember one scene in particular where they were like, interviewing a lady. And I guess it, it gave some exposition on, like, the technology they used to detect lies or whatever. But at the <laughs> end of it, they realized that she was lying. And the, the, the guy the guy asks him, like, oh, what does this mean? And he, he the, the, the detective dude is just like, oh, it means that, uh, that we're back where we started. And I'm like, fuck. It's like it's like we wasted all this whole, time on nothing. It's a whole nothing. subplot that yeah. led nowhere, right? It's you know, it's this is not for me. You yeah. enjoyed it though. I thoroughly. did. I loved it. I like wolves, and I, I, I again, Edward James almost running around naked. Too. It was fucking hilarious. You, I wish that things like that brought me joy. <laughs> I wish I had like a feeling, you know, like uh, oh. we already established you have none of those. So no, but I would like one. I would like to care. About one day, things. One day. He still haven't done my taxes. 2019. Oh, um, <laughs> our following. Or they be for 2018, by the way. Oh fuck. Mm, you're fucked. <laughs> Great. Anyways, uh, our third movie is my favorite reanimator, 1985 by Stuart Gordon. This movie is so cute. It's great. It's good. It's weird. The acting is really good. Uh, <laughs> Yo, the acting is. I don't know about you, but when I rewatch this for this episode. I rewatched it with the commentary on. Oh, yeah? And that shit was life-changing. It's so oh, is good. It? I haven't seen it in such a long time, and the commentary is amazing. Oh, uh, speaking of that, I, I the, the the thing that couldn't die, the only version I could watch, I could find was the Mystery Science Theater one. I'm scared for you. Go so on. it was really hard to write jokes for it because there were these, like a gag reel. Oh, you write jokes it. for this? You write jokes for this? No. It's all improv. Wow. No, yeah, I don't write jokes we, for it. I, but I think of them while I watch it. I mean, that makes sense. Uh, so, uh-huh. wait, hit me with the synopsis, Dan. After an, odd, <clears throat> excuse me, after an odd new medical student arrives on campus, a dedicated local and his girlfriend become involved in a bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead First tissue. of all, he's not odd. He's fucking precious, and I want to marry him. Yeah. Okay. I hate that expression he makes with with his like quivering bottom lip after I he, after he talks to Basil. He's like this with him, he is a, a perfection. Okay, he he was that dude. He was in the Frighteners, right? I think he that, is that, that, he's that guy. Perfection. I forget. Ah, oh, man, I gotta watch. I gotta. I, I remember seeing him in other movies. I just he's in a bunch of stuff. He's just really funny. 
And his um his commentary yeah. was great. You need mm-hmm. to get on that. Um, oh, his commentary on the uh, on everything. It's hilarious because they do this commentary like way like years later. I want to say like twenty years later. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It's so good. So this uh, director, I watch it. I watch it uh, Gordon, he has a background in theater, so he's always in theater, and he also directed the musical to this, which would be great to see. There is a reanimator musical. Yeah, and he directed it. The same director. Get right. Out I mean, of if town. you look at the movie, the movie is shot very theatrically. Like you know, it's like what five people. It could very easily be a play. Like you see where he um, how he wrote it and to screen. It worked well. The score of this movie was just Psycho. I don't know how they got away with that. It was just Psycho. They just took the the score from Psycho. If you play, in fact, I'm gonna play it right here. Okay, so here's the theme for Psycho. And here's the theme for Reanimator. Do you see what I mean now? Okay, it's derivative in at least it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's actually kind of an exact copy almost. In what? In every way? But whatever. I mean, you get, get guess you get you get away with that the, in every way. Or they, maybe they paid for the rights. No, they didn't. <laughs> I don't know how they. It's a it's an homage. Okay. It's an homage. Uh, what was I saying to you? Okay, so let me see. By the way, Hitchcock would be rolling in his grave. He used to say that. Um, it, when it, somebody made an homage to his film and he said homage more like fromage mm-hmm, we've all read that book Dan jeez why you, why you gotta why you gotta put me out there like that why you gotta blow my blow my spot well you you quoted him so we all know it's quoted. okay yes it's from shock value jeez <laughs> so yeah those two scores are like exactly the same and it's crazy so let's talk about the scene and in, in what in uh reanimator i know the whole movie the whole movie is a scene but you know what i'm talking Uh, about the scene i i I do like the practical effects that they used for all all the body stuff it's almost as crazy as the next movie on the list but um they use meat the ground beef and fake blood awesome and 24 gallons of fake blood so uh one of the professor's uh, it turns out to be an asshole and makes a pass on the yeah. First of all, fuck of him characters. because everybody wants to be mad at my my baby daddy, thinking that he's the evil one. It turns out it was never him. Yeah, it was never him. I you know what? I liked him the whole the whole. Movie. I loved him. He was cool. Uh, he was a little nuts, but 
Uh, so no. He kills the dude and then Herbert West for president. It's Herbert West is his name? Well, in the movie, his name is Herbert West. Oh, okay, right, right, right. I forget. I don't even know. Oh, it's Jeffrey. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. I was so close. Not even close. Nope. (laughs) So so close. I guess. (laughs) What his name is? Herbert West in my head. And that's a long verse. Anyways, continue. Uh, Yeah, so uh, he kills the guy and then animates his head. Right? You, what you're, wait, you're confusing everyone. Start over. What happened? What happened? Oh, okay. So he uses his animate, uh, his animate, animate juice. It's just like a vial of green stuff to inject the guy and in the professor, head, the professor's head, and then brings it back. Well, to first the professor's head is decapitated. Let's start there. Oh, okay, right. Then the professor all along wants. His uh, Herbert's fame and glory, the reanimator right, juice. His formula, right? So then he reanimates its head, and apparently, all he really cares about is post mortem pussy because he proceeds to, you know, try to rape homegirl. Oh, right. That that was weird. Being just a head? It, you know, he carries his, his body, carries his head around. Uh, fun. And they did a really good job. Of those scenes because, you know, obviously he was sitting in in a under a table with a hole through his through a table in a pan. Right, and but, then they got like a double to like walk around. Yeah, a, a double who was like f- five times wider than the original actor, but that's none of my business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they really tried. Oh yeah, I've seen this one in a while. But um, there's when I was listening to the, the commentary, they were talking about how. Uh, the professor, uh, who's the actor's name is David Gale, his wife divorced him after the movie, and they were saying that it's because of the rape <laughs> that caused the divorce. But it wasn't even me, it was a double. Jeez, really? Yeah, well, you know what, it's commentary, so maybe they were trying to make it funny, but that's allegedly oh. that rape attempt was really weird. That movie, this movie's a, like, it's a comedy. It's a horror comedy, or a gore comedy, a gorety, if you will. And this movie's great. It's almost like a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate the the very slapsticky kind of. And not only that, it's very improv. It's very yes and. It's like, oh, well, he's dead. What do we do now? Reanimate him. Like, there's yeah. no, there's no going back to anything. Right, it's like right. full, full force. Right. I like love this movie. Get, when they get caught in their and their zombie that they brought back to life kills that kills the dean of the school. They're like, well, we got to reanimate him too. Well, yeah, that zombie actually, if that was um. Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double during the time. Oh, cool. That's, and I'm glad you, he got a role in this. Then. When you rewatch it, it really looks like him. It's weird. Damn. Now I'm just going to picture Arnold uh, doing this, these things. You rewatch it with the commentary. I think you can pull up the commentary like on YouTube and then press play on your DVD player and it should link up. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. And that's what it's I kinda did. Like, it's kind of like the dark side of the moon with... Uh, I hate you. With that movie. Uh, what's that with movie? your favorite movie with Dorothy Dead Space uh, yeah that's uh, Dark Side no. of the Moon actually stop but... talking about that I'm mad okay <laughs> ah, okay alright what's our next movie here our last movie I'm so happy oh what about oh we didn't cover the thing no uh, because I know why yeah and I love the thing it's my favorite movie but you know I like the thing a lot you know save some for later okay Okay, all right, fine. Okay, so our last movie 
it, which is surprisingly very interesting um, in production, is Freddy vs. Jason, 2003, directed by some guy. Um, kind of like a Gordy too, right? Like kind of like comedy horror. Sure. Comedy, I think I don't know if it was meant to be that, but I mean, aren't all those movies like that? No, well, not the originals. Well, not the original originals, but then there's been 35 remakes. Right, right. At, at some point, it just becomes yeah. a freaking cliche. So, Freddy vs. Jason 2003, written by Wes Craven and Victor Miller. Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees return to terrorize the teenage population, except this time, they're out to get each other, too. Interesting, but not so interesting. So, in this scene, uh, it's the final scene of the movie. Where, you know, Jason had his dream where he kills, you know, in his dream, Freddy's trying to, you know, get him and then he kills Freddy. Great. So he walks out of Crystal Lake holding his machete in a left hand and Freddy's disembodied head in his right hand. And then you get a close-up view of Freddy's face and he winks and laughs. And then the movie's over, yeah. right? which is... Thank you know, God. this movie had been in the works since 1987. Whoa, so they were thinking about this for a while. Well, yeah, but because since it's two different um, production companies, it was a lot of back and forth Red bullshit team. and rights bullshit mm. or agreeing on how it's going to work, you know, who's going to end or whatever. Actually, originally, the guy who directed it didn't want to do this movie because there was, in the original script, there was no definite winner to it. And he's like, I'm not doing it. And then they're like, okay, well, you get to choose who wins. Oh, so he chose Jason, sort of? Yeah, but but really, by him bringing, making Freddy, like, wink and stuff, mm. it's like he won this battle, but not the war. Right. Which, of course, opens up for remake number 37. Right. That's fine. Freddy versus Jason in the hood. I mean, it gives hope to those Freddy lovers. Right. You know, I think that's fine. It's fair. It was cute. He probably has a kid. That's how you, you know... And arguments with children, I'm guessing. Freddy? You oh, know, just that. That compromise, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. Sure. Th- that whole scene could have been very easily green screened. And why wasn't it? Because they didn't want to do it for real. So they actually have uh they actually have Robert Englund uh what's that word? He had him. They had Robert Englund on a people mover with motion control, and then they green screened him. So they had him on a people mover like just you know oh. gliding and then he went to whatever and then they shot uh jason alone with and that's a whole other bullshit because they didn't want jason to look um too skinny when he got wet so they put more clothes on him to make him bulkier and they didn't want to look like he was disturbing the water when he was walking they wanted to make it almost like oh nothing he like nothing affects him he can walk through water so they had to do a whole bunch of shit for that that's that sounds uh, impractical a bit but that's cool you know they really cared about this yeah basically what they did they, they tied a rope around him and then it, he was pulled down to the ground and then he had like a rope in front that he would pull on to walk faster so he was like tugging at something you can't really tell it is all in the special features of the dvd it has like a bunch of special effects things there dope um and yeah i own it yeah i should watch that too probably yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, if you care. Yeah. That's fine. Really. But but then they took those scenes and then they superimposed it with, you know, Robert Englund's in front of the green screen and they added some fog and shit. And then, hey, they made it. Awesome. Robert Englund's the man, by the so, way. So, I mean, 
uh, Ronnie, you really cared about this. They used 300 gallons of blood for this movie. 300 gallons of what kind of blood was it? Like pig blood? Fake blood. I love blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So that's our last movie on the list, right? Yes. We had a longer list this week, but I think we just we cut some of them You know, there was just some that aren't... You know, there's just not so much interesting stuff when it comes to special effects, like information on it, which is rude because special effects is really hard. Yeah. Like the technical stuff is definitely challenging yeah, to find like, things out about. I want more. I want to hear more about them, not the director's stupid vision. Right, right. You know, like, tell me about who's really working. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, none of these movies really had a lot of like, plot driven shit anyway, so fuck, fuck that guy. We're like who some guy no i'm just saying the the directors of the movies no you're saying directors I mean, in general i don't want to hear i don't want to hear about their bullshit either i mean what i mean i'm curious but also it's like you know can we give the special effects guys a chance right right why not both is what i mean like the commercial with the girl and the tacos you, i mean why not both heard it here i mean give give special effects guys more time in the commentaries right dvd makers i mean ya tu sabe. Mm-hmm. anyways guys i hope you have a great week i'm off to new york tomorrow and i'm off to work dan is off to work yeah. but and thanks for listening guys uh, i hope you like this episode we're gonna be back next week again avi i hope anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> well don't die on me uh and we got uh we got things for you to do some homework if you want <laughs> no that's not no homework's not fun it's just a fun thing to check out, which is our pot, our Instagram, and it's uh, it came from Pod and our website, it came from Pod.com. And I made a Reddit. I don't know how to use it, but it's Reddit. What is it? How could they find it us? Came there? from Pod. <laughs> R slash it came from Pod. I guess. Yes, awesome. it is. Has anybody posted on it I have. I don't even know if I've opened it up yet, but somebody should find out for me because I don't know how to oh, do it. God, okay. Who wants I to do it? Because it can't be me. Lot, so maybe it has to be me because I'm the only other person that works here. I mean, I don't know. It could be anybody else. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Jeez. Um. So leave us a voicemail or tell us a story at seven eight six three hundred eighteen twenty eight, or email us at it came from com and leave us a review with five stars, please. Yeah, five stars. That's great. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful Memorial Day week. I hope that everyone, you know, this is a week of Memorial Day. I don't know what that means. Um, All I mean is I hope everybody, you know, has like a fucking great work week or, you know. Same. I hope the same for you, but just not, I don't say it in a stupid way. Everything else you say is stupid, though. When I try to show genuine emotion, it doesn't work out for me. Yeah, Anyways, have a great week, Bye, guys. guys. I was trying. Bye. Have a roofing project? Whether you're doing a small repair or a full job, the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the job done. Save up to 10% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with a full assortment of roofing accessories. All the GAF products you need. Available at the Home Depot. GAF. We protect what matters most. 
Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about the luxury of versatility and the freedom of a summer day coming together for you at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 NX300 all-wheel drive for $369 a month for 36 months with $29.99 to a signing. Experience amazing at your Washington area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus Eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019.